Together, growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8, from verse 28 to 34. When Jesus came to the other side of the sea, to the country of Genezareth, two demoniacs met him coming out of the tomb, so fierce that no one could pass that place. I like the phrase when Jesus came to the other side of the sea. There are two concepts there that I think are important and worth noting out. When he came to the other side, that's a very interesting phrase. He is not on this side, he's on the other side. Uh, there are always three sides to a story. My side, your side, and the truth. Uh, most of the times people want to make sure that they, their story or their side is heard and people will somehow enforce us to take their side, to see things through their own lenses and to do things in their own way. And so you find people who say, it's either my way or no way at all. And many people have had misunderstanding and fights and, and whatever in, in, in the name of why can't you see my side? Why can't you accept my way of thinking or my way of doing? And I think there's something that the Lord is teaching us here uh, to sometimes sus suspend my way of doing things, my way of thinking, and to seek, as my professor uh, always says, always seek uh, to, to understand the other person before you yourself are understood. And I think I like that phrase in Jesus. When he goes to the other side of the sea, he goes to the place where very few people are willing to go. He goes to a place where he says, I'm willing to understand and look at life from where you're coming from. And most often than ever, many people in life, they just want us to understand where they are coming from. They're not really looking for us to, to accept their point of view. They're not really looking for us to, to believe that they are the most correct uh, people or most righteous people or whatsoever. They just say, would you at least understand or listen to my side of the story and then make your own judgment? And I think that's a beautiful challenge that most of us need in life to be able to, to listen because people want to be heard and to know that at least somebody understands what I'm talking about and where I'm coming from. But I also want to take this a little bit further and look at the attitude that Jesus has. I truly believe that this, for me, shows the compassion that Jesus has for the people. The compassion that he has for the ministry. To go out to the other side. To go out to the people that he will normally not go to to go and to be with those that will probably be the outskirts of the society, the outcast of the society, the black sheep of the family. And most of us in our lives, in our families, at work, at school, in the community, at church, there are those people that we know that, you know, nobody listens to them, no, nobody takes them seriously. And, and so Jesus is inviting us to say, why don't you go and listen to them? Why don't you go and spend time with them? You know, there are many people who are struggling in life, who are frustrated, who are lonely, who feel all alone, who feel uh, that they are left out, who feel that they are not important. 
And Jesus is asking us to, to look for, for the weakest link in the, in the community, to look for the weakest link in our families, for someone to, to feel that they are loved and they are accepted. That's the first concept that I, I love in Jesus, to go out to the other side. The second thing on going out to the other side, it is to go out of your way to make someone else more important. To go out of your way to make sure that someone else is okay. To make sure that someone else is taken seriously. To make sure that someone else feels that they belong to God in as much as they belong into your presence. To make time to be with those whom we love. It's easy sometimes. But sometimes it's very hard to make time for those whom we don't necessarily like. Those who rub us the wrong way. Those who irritate the hell out of us. And Jesus, to a large degree, invites us to say, maybe we should also make time for those. We should also make time to learn from their experiences. The second phrase that I find interesting, it goes to the other side of the sea. And as I've always said this before, the sea contains within itself a mystery. It is very mysterious in many ways because it contains life and death. It contains confusion and clarity. And Jesus is able to, to go above that. If you remember the, the, the episode where Jesus goes into the sea and he walks on the sea. And you remember the other incident where there is a storm and he quietens the storm. So Jesus goes into every situation, any situation, and is able to calm that situation. He goes to any situation and he has power and control over any situation. And I think we need to remember that. We need to remember that whatever I go through, whatever you go through, whatever we go through as a family, as a community, whatever we are going through, Jesus can go through with us through that. He, he doesn't abandon us. He journeys with us. But not only does he go through that experience with us, he has power over that experience. Sometimes we can be overwhelmed by life experiences. Sometimes we can be overwhelmed by our own inadequacies. Sometimes we can be overwhelmed by our own fears. But just know that Jesus is in control. Just know that Jesus has overpowered this. Just know that Jesus has power over this. And for me, that's powerful. To realize that I don't have control of everything. To realize that I don't know what to do, but I know someone who has power over this. I know someone who can deal with this. I know someone who will take care of this. And that's what Jesus does. He takes care of the situations in our lives because he loves us. He takes care of the situations in our lives because he knows that with him we can do and achieve far more greater than we can ever anticipate. The other thing that I also find absolutely interesting in this gospel account, as he goes to the other side of the sea, he meets two demoniacs, two people who are possessed by demons. They come from the tombs. They come from a place of death. They come from a place where a normal human person should not be living. And how often do we go through those experiences? Where Jesus comes into our lives where I'm not comfortable where I live. I'm not happy where I'm at. And people don't, no longer want to associate with me. I feel unworthy. I feel uh, inadequate. I feel 
uh, dirty, I feel unclean. And Jesus says, but I will still come to your place. I will still come into your life. I will still come into your marriage. I will come into your family. I will come into your situation. I will come at work. And there's no place where God cannot be. It reminds me of Psalm 129. I can never hide from God. Because wherever I go, he is there. And this is something absolutely beautiful. Because there is absolutely no need to pretend. There is absolutely no need to lie. There is absolutely no need to be someone that which I am not in the presence of God. Because he says, I will come to your situation. But the attitude is absolutely important. Jesus does not come into our situation in order to, to condemn us, in order to say, ah, I got you. No, he comes in order to help. And that makes the difference. He comes not to gloat. He comes not to say, I told you so. No, he comes to say, you my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. And he says, I'm here. Let us journey together. Let us do this thing together. And so these two demoniacs, they see Jesus and they ask immediately, what have you to do with us? What do you want from us? And they beg him, please, they beg him. And that is powerful. Jesus has power over spirits. Over any kind of spirit, Jesus has power. He controls the universe. He controls everything in our life. God is in control. And we need to remember that. That God is in control. We need to remember that God knows what's going on in your life. God knows and God fights battles that you yourself are not even aware of. Jesus does not speak to a person who is, who's been possessed, but he speaks to the spirits. And it is Jesus who engages the spirits, whether the person who's possessed knows of it or not, that's another story. But the point of the matter here is that Jesus speaks to the spirit and he exercises the spirit, he expels the spirit, and the man is left free. Free to serve God, free to be himself, free to be the best they can ever be. And how often in our lives do we fight battles that are not ours how many times have we been so possessed that we lost our minds and we did not even know that we were possessed we don't even know that the things that we did were not because of our free will it was the spirit in us that was doing whatever they were doing and so Jesus is able to heal us of the things that are harming us without us knowing that we are being harmed what a great God we serve. And so we turn to God in gratitude. We turn to our lady, the queen of peace. The one who stands on top of a serpent. The one who crushes the head of Leviathan. The one who stands and says to us, follow Christ, do whatever he asks of you. May the queen virgin mother pray with us and for us. May almighty God bless us and protect us. The father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.